fantasy and some flights. Exploring the realms of beer, board games, books, and bourbon. Welcome to the first ever episode of Fireside and Some Flights. We're just going to kind of drink and talk about some stuff that we love. I'm Nelson. I'm Dalton. I'm excited for it. I think um, we're kind of like, we're starting this series as a way to just do a little bit of extra talking. We kind of run out of time on our um, episodes. We're not really going to have a topic tonight. We're just going to yeah enjoy our drinks, talk some, talk about, I don't know, some stuff, and then maybe, <laughs> Who and knows? Then maybe tackle some icebreakers. And, um, but yeah, we're hoping to kind of use this as a series to fill in on, on the off weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it because there always seems to be more that I want to talk about, mm-hmm. but we always hit that time limit. I know. <laughs> the time limit comes way too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I need to start out with something. Okay. So I finished Oathbringer. Oh, congrats. Yeah. So finally, and I started Rhythm of War, but the ending of Oathbringer is bonkers. Yeah. It is insane. I don't really remember it. It's been so long. And it, I think after reading all three, I think I was kind of honestly like a little zoned out. I Yeah. I, and I remember that. I was like tired. I was just yeah. kind of like tired when... When I first read it, and I'm glad I reread through the series. Yeah, they. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to talk about it without spoiling stuff. Right. But like the thing, the thing that uh, doesn't really spoil anything. That if anyone's read it, they know what I'm talking about. Is when like Dalinar like brings his hands together. Yes. During the fight. Yeah. Oh man, I and I just love that last fight because there's just so much going on, and all the main characters get like their spot to shine. Yeah. Which I thought was just like a, it felt like a series finale when really it's it really did yeah halfway through the first like series right yeah which is kind of it was just kind of cool. I think he wanted probably like a high point in the third book yeah like and I that. think he definitely got that yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> we uh and then Rhythm of War takes place like a year after Oathbringer oh okay Very so cool. it feels like everyone's gone home leveled up their character and like come back <laughs> and like the dm is like <laughs> yeah. you all level <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what it feels like yeah and like it's really cool to see them after a year of training and how like awesome all the knights radiance are yeah it's i'm really i'm not that far into it like i finished rith or i finished Oathbringer yesterday so rhythm of war i started like this morning, so I'm not I'm not super far, just probably like three or four hours cool. into it. So yeah, I'm excited. To I watch see enough where it anime goes. to get really excited about time skips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Because it's, it's a it's, major plot device. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's like characters that you know and love. Yeah, and then they're brought back, and it's like you're feeling like you're like rediscovering all of these characters again because they're like new. Yeah, and like because they have new powers, they figured out how to manipulate their stuff. So for sure, I'm excited that is for really Rhythm cool. of War. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we're drinking something. We are. We're drinking tonight. I'm uh I'll start off. I'm having Great Lakes Brewing Company's Triple Dog Dare, which you may be surprised to hear is a Belgian style triple ale. <laughs> triple, really? Yeah, it's a triple. <laughs> are you sure it's a triple? If I'm gonna have a triple, I really enjoy Belgian triples. Okay. More yeah. than like a like a triple IPA or something like that. It's not gonna have like quite that level of bitterness. It is still like hoppy, you know, but it's not okay. quite the same level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really good so far. I'm enjoying it. Nice. And then I'm trying Isaac Bowman, which you had on episode 24. Yeah, which the gateway, was our gateway episode. Yeah. episode. So yeah. I'm drinking some of that. I said the gateway episode is what I started to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. You know, the first episode that people listen to. Yeah, <laughs> episode 24. It's not. It's not. It's gateway games. It's not the gateway episode, and it's not the gateway network. It's, <laughs> That's right. It's, it's the other one. All different things. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Th- this one's really good. I. 
Like like you said in that episode, it's it's got that spice, which mm-hmm. I, I am really enjoying. I, we, awesome. We did throw an ice cube in here, so mm-hmm. water it down a little bit. But yeah, I'm really enjoying that. If you want to hear more about that bourbon, you can go on over to episode 24 and check out what Dalton said about it. So Yeah. Luckily, we do that right at the beginning, so yeah. it's not too hard to find. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the show notes, because that's all summarized there, too. Yeah, for sure. Cool. For sure. Hmm. So coming up this weekend, we have like a we have a friend coming down, Mike, who actually we talk about a lot on yeah, the on the. He gave us uh, icebreaker last week. Yeah, he gave us an icebreaker yeah. last week, and he's coming down, and the, the group of us are going to hang out and play some games. It was really funny. We each picked like two games that we we wanted to play for the weekend, and I me- I realized after looking at it, at first I thought that they were all. I was like, wow, there's a lot of engine builders here, uh, but upon <laughs> a second look, I was wrong. It's actually a ton of like economy. Yeah. Games. Which is not a bad thing, I don't think. I know. And I'm actually I'm I'm excited for it because like I have played a lot of engine builders and I've played a decent number of economy games. I mean I've played, you know, Power Grid was probably the first one. Power Grid's so good. Yeah. I, I really want to try Power Grid again, but it's I don't now know that we play I a lot of economy games. Yeah, I don't know if I want to put it in that coveted spot of right. one of my two of the picks. So Right. <laughs> right, exactly. And then like we we picked up like I think it was like both a combination of brass and uh food chain. Food yeah. chain magnate yep. that kind of like got us on this economy game kick yep right and then i got clans which you haven't played yep and then so that's on the list yep smartphone inc is Smart- another really good economy game yeah i don't think true. you've played it no i've not that's a nice little like is that on your list it's not it's yeah, not i don't think we're playing that i mean we may end up playing it who knows but. yeah <laughs> i'll bring it i'm gonna bring just my entire collection so yeah <laughs> but yeah so have you decided on your two games I think I'm sticking with. I'd originally had clans on there. I think I'm sticking with clans and Mari Kaibo for the oh, other one, I'm which so is excited. another economy game, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's not. It's more maybe not an economy. It has it doesn't have an economy mechanism. Yeah, so like a trading can, resources, a kind of a market. Type yeah, of mechanism. so the trading resources is more of like you can like discard a card to like deliver a good at a city, which oh, then okay. would upgrade your ship. Mm-hmm. And so it's not necessarily economy but like the economy kind of can come into play because at the end of each round depending on what cards you've played or what you've upgraded your income can go up so the game is played out over four rounds and so Mm. at the end of round one you may have six extra money which use money to buy new cards it's very similar to like terraforming mars so like the project cards like you're going to have a hand with cards gotcha and you get to play those down and those give you special abilities gotcha but yeah. yeah, I think you're. I think you're gonna really like Maracaibo and Clans. I think you're gonna yeah, like both sure. of them, but I'm really excited about. I mean, I'm like, I'm Maracaibo. not normally one like just to strictly pick games off of themes, but <laughs> if I was, like, these two games would win it probably, right? Like, um, yeah. Well, I guess actually we may have talked about in a different episode that Maracaibo has a slightly questionable theme. It does, but it does have like a pirate ship kind of thing going on, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah, we we do love pirates. Yeah, and then. And then clans. Scottish clans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll break out the scotch for that. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I'm excited be good. for that. That'll be good. Yeah. Some of the other games on the docket are like Terraforming Mars, yep. which will be a lot of fun. Uh, Viticulture. Viticulture's on there. Which, the more I play Viticulture, the more I like Viticulture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like one of those. That I think the last time I played it was my favorite time of playing it. Because yeah. you, you said at one point in an episode that like it will grow. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then. The games I picked were Food Chain Magnate. Yeah. I'm really excited to try that with four or five, depending yeah. on... I didn't realize no. you could play Food Chain with five. Yeah. I think it goes up to six. Holy cow. Yeah. The map gets bigger. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense that it could just like scale directly. Yeah. And so it gets a lot more cutthroat. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> more cutthroat. <laughs> it wasn't cutthroat enough. So we Absolutely not. No. And then 
And then my other one is 18 Chesapeake. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna try our first 18 XX game, which is yeah. another economy game. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I'm excited for that. I, I'm I've been listening to so many podcasts and doing so much research on 18XX over this last like year, <laughs> and I just have never played one. So yep. I'm really excited. It, it we're has scratch all, that itch for you. Yeah, it has all of the elements that I think we're just really gonna like. Yeah, so for sure, I'm excited to try that one. I'm also really excited. We're gonna we're gonna do kind of a special episode. So Mike is gonna come on, and I, I don't I don't want to spoil it too much. I think, but we have kind of a special. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have three of us. We're gonna have three of us for one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, and then we're, we have a, we have some fun plans for that episode. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. So potentially one of our most fun episodes for us to record. Yeah. Besides maybe the whiskey episode that it'll compete with the whiskey episode. April I Fools thought. was pretty funny. April <laughs> Fools was a lot of fun. <laughs> I think I don't actually remember. <laughs> Dude, I've been playing. Actually, I've been doing like a lot of like virtual gaming, not necessarily like yep. on TTS, mm-hmm. but I've been I played with sheer boredom, mm. um, and I played with. Geek Chick Gamer, who is another Instagram user, yep. as, okay, um, and the Bearded Gamer, which is her husband. Mm-hmm. But uh, on, d- on separate occasions, we played with with sheer boredom. We did on Mars over Zoom. Holy cow! It was absurd. It was, on Mars is a phenomenal game, and it's completely different when you're playing with four than with two. Mm-hmm. The game ended so quickly. Like I. Yeah. I I mean, like we played for four hours, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like in the terms of like building my engine and getting ready to ramp and everything, it's not really an engine builder, but like getting ready to like m- move to where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. and then the game was just over. So it was, wow. it was crazy. So I'm I'm excited. I think. Wait, so how did that like logistically like did someone have the board set up? Oh, uh, we both did. So we okay. both had the board, and then we would say, "I'm going northeast of the yellow tile," okay. and then we would just we would just do the same board. On, gotcha. on just each mirror side. the board. Yeah, it it was good. Um, mm-hmm. it was difficult. I, I don't I'm know. Sure. I think Zoom was 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 tough. It was tough, but yeah. it was also like my third or fourth time playing Smalls's, and then it was their first time, so we taught them. Mm. But we we started at like twelve thirty, and I think we ended around five thirty six. Mm. That was with the teach. So yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a game. Yeah, I remember. Um, we did. Earlier in the pandemic, we did Food and Chain. Yeah, over. that was that's the most definitely the most complicated game <laughs> that I've done over, like not over tabletop. Like I played Twilight Imperium over tabletop. Right. Yeah, playing Food Chain was like I did my like because I obviously I didn't have access to the cards. I don't own Food Chain, and so I did all of my like card tree, like my management <laughs> structure, and then like in a in like a Google spreadsheet. Yeah. And yeah, that was tricky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there was, it was like 25 to like 30% of my brain was focused on like <laughs> just mechanically, actually physically, you know, just doing stuff. The, yeah. yeah. Just doing stuff. And you, you won that game too, which was crazy. <laughs> oh, I think I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was a bit of a fluke though. If I remember right, it was one of those where like somewhat, maybe it was you, like someone marketed a whole bunch and I was in a position to just like scoop it up. Yeah. You know, it was one yeah. of those like, oh, I can actually pivot and like, <laughs> yeah. sell that and i got a bunch of resources off yeah yeah yep i'm excited to see where that and then with geek Chick gamer we did uh we did spirit island mm. so we kind of did the same thing where we both set up the boards that one was a lot easier actually okay because you can say hey in a7 because all the oh, lands yeah, yeah, yeah. are numbered and the the board has a a letter associated with it yeah 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 so we played four player spirit island which four player is a lot Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, really want to try, but it go, yeah, <laughs> I do want to do that. I do want to do that one time in my life, Yeah, but I, I really want to play more three player 
Spirit Island. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. But I feel like the game really shines at three. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah. like you at two, it's like you can reach the whole board, and so something about that makes it feel like you're no, you're not cheating, but it just feels like there's you when when you lose that by going to three, the game changes. And and I agree. Um, I, I I did, and and I also like because you can build like two player combos pretty easily. Mm. I I know the interactions between two like two spirits really well and so it was kind of exciting to see multiple spirits going on at the same time yeah i think with three it just adds that extra dynamic for sure um but i played bringer dreams and nightmares from the base game okay which is the fear guy yeah the fear just does so much fear and i love that character i think he may be actually my favorite spirit wow yeah um i don't think he's the best spirit yeah but he is he's just a lot of fun it is a lot of fun we ended the game running out of fear cards, and I nice. did. You did your job. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did like twenty-two fear in the last turn. Yeah, that's crazy. Because <laughs> I picked so up like funny. tsunami, major power. Oh yeah, yeah. And like bringer dreams and nightmare can't destroy anything, but if he would destroy anything, he just causes extra fear. Yeah. And so tsunami just like wiped out a coast. And <laughs> it's like, well, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. <laughs> that character does feel like okay. If you guys keep us from dying, I will win the game. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, I will win us the game. Just buy me time. Yeah, and I definitely think that he's better with more players yeah. because there's that. So we had like uh spread of rampant green who was kind of running defense and stuff. So yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Like out. even mathematically where it's like, if you are at two player, normally you're controlling half of the board each. And if like he drops out, then you're controlling 100%. Yeah, right. Exactly. But even at three players, it's like, okay, now two players would normally each carry a third. Now they're each having to carry half. Like that's much less of an ask. Yep. Right, that's easier for them to do, and as you add players, they're the portion of the board that they are having to control, in addition to what they would normally control, is smaller relatively. Yeah. Oh, there's an errata for Spirit Island. So interesting. Yeah, there's a, there's. A, Here I was thinking the game was perfect, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually don't know if I agree with this. So the errata is that whenever you're playing Spirit Island, whenever you always add one extra blight to the blight card. So if you're playing with two hmm. players, typically you would put four blight. Now you put five. That's a weird... It is. But basically what their reasoning behind it was is it doesn't scale linearly with players. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm probably not going to play with that errata. Yeah. We did this last Erratas time. Erratas are optional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we, we did this last time just to kind of see, and I'm glad we did because we came pretty close to just dying. Yeah. <laughs> but we held on to like one blight, and then we started removing some. But but yeah, so like that that is an option to play. Okay. Like, Good um, to know. Just like... If you're playing with two players, play with five blight instead of four. I could see doing it at two players. You know, when you start to add like more players, it's like, do we really need the one extra blight? Or just, yeah. yeah. I am really excited to play the Heart of Wildfire promo spirit a little bit more. I because, haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, basically, wherever he moves, he causes blight. Okay. But he does a lot of damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get that one more on the on the board, yeah. <laughs> more damage for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more thing which is really short before you want to hop into maybe a couple icebreakers. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. So I saw there's a coming out this summer. There's a new game. Well, it's a, I don't know if it's an expansion or a standalone game, Mm -hmm. but it is the crew mission deep sea. So there's a new crew Hmm. coming out. Nice. But you're like submerged or like it's a submarine mission. Oh, very cool. And so I, that's going to be an instant buy for me. I'm going to, because we played a lot. Really splurge for that $10 buy. Exactly. <laughs> and that, and that's the thing. It's so cheap, but it's also like, I yeah, I'll take more missions. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited for that. That's I'm awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, okay. I can't wait because like basically all the crew is is missions, right? Yeah, it's just a, it's basically just a mission pack. So it makes a bunch of. Is it gonna be like physically like the same? I mean, I guess it would have to be right, just the same like four or like the same deck of cards. Maybe they will add in some new like tokens or something. Maybe, yeah, you know. But I can't I, imagine that there's like it would be totally outside of like just what comes with the base game in terms of materials. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't think that we're gonna be. Um, like adding too much to it. I yeah. I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah, I, I don't know same. if I'd like a complex crew necessarily. Yeah, sure. Like like the complexity of the crew comes within like the craziness of the missions, not the mechanics of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So there are like fan made missions if you need something to just oh, yeah. like tide you over. <laughs> nice. On, uh, I was searching through like Board Game Geek at one point. And I, I think I saw a couple that were on there. Oh, very cool. So yeah. Just, I think it was like out. a PDF to download or something like that. So. You know, if you need something to carry you over, there's <laughs> mission, some new... Mission 50. It's like they just raised the level cap in Pokemon Go to 50. So, <laughs> so now everyone's trying to bump up to 50 when it was yeah, 40. Yeah, to be the first. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that with the crew now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, let's do an icebreaker. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so we got we got an icebreaker from Nathan. This is going to be a board game icebreaker. Okay. So what is your highest ranked game that you didn't enjoy your first play of? And then why didn't you enjoy your first play and what made you change your mind? Oh. I like that question. Yeah, that's really that's a clever. Good one. Oh. There oh. And this is difficult because like a lot of the times if you don't like your first play, <laughs> you don't play it again. Yeah, yeah, you almost it's like what has like I I go to Viticulture just because you okay. forced me to play that a couple of times, <laughs> you know. And yeah. and I think like as I played it a couple of times, you talked about like I think you told me at some point, like, it'll grow in nuance and, and that sort of thing. And I think when I started to kind of pick up on on that, it I don't know, the game just improved for me. You know, the game improved over multiple plays. I think some of, in terms of answering Nathan's question, sometimes you just get killed in your first worker place, play of a worker placement. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, with people who know what they're doing, like, if you just don't, if you don't catch the balance. And I think, I don't think I got killed, but I think I was maybe the first time I played it in a position where I felt like... I. I, you know, halfway through the game, it's like I'm not gonna win this game. It ramps so quickly. Yeah, it ramps pretty quickly, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm behind. Now I just have to like kind of play the game out, you know. And I think that kind of put that like taste in my mouth. And of even of worker placements, viticulture for whatever reason, like worker placements always feel limited, right? They always feel like I'm, yep. there's something I'm not doing enough of. <laughs> yeah, um, they're just, designed for that. Yeah. They're designed for that, right? <laughs> but like amongst worker placements, I felt like viticulture very much felt that way. So now that like I'm, it's like okay, I understand like how to play the game. I'm, you know, I can feel more kind of adept at it. I think I enjoy it. But yeah, that first playthrough for whatever reason, it wasn't like it left an awful taste in my mouth. But I just kind of walked away like, yeah, that was okay. You yeah. Know? And now it's like improving. I think that's kind of almost exactly how I felt after yeah. my first play. And I did play without the Tuscany expansion the first time. And so yeah. I've that, never played without Tuscany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Tuscany is kind of one of these must buy expansions in my opinion. Yeah. But. There, there is that caveat, but I, I, I every single time I play Viticulture, I feel like I like it more, which I mm. feel seems kind of weird, but like I, I have a noticeable improvement. Yeah. But so actually, my answer is Concordia. Oh, okay. So Concordia is like the typical trading spices in the Mediterranean Sea mm-hmm. uh, type game, but it's it's a ron or it's actually so Nathan was actually the one talking to me. He, like they consider this a rondelle. Um, hmm. In the sense of like your cards are like rotating 
Oh, okay. I could yeah, see that. It's like, okay. Because yeah. it's you're not like moving a piece, but you're playing cards, and then you can't play those cards until you play more cards. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but like each, each kind of card gives you an action that you can take, mm-hmm. and you can buy more cards, or basically you're trying to expand across the continent to build locations and score victory points, just like any yeah. uh, boring Euro. <laughs> <laughs> How do you win the game? You get the most victory points. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's, that's all there is. So I the first time I played it, it felt like I like it just felt like there wasn't enough, and this was one of these games <laughs> where I bought like I I had seen that a lot of people love this game like it's yep. top twenty ish top fifty I'll I'll hedge my bet so I'm gonna say top fifty <laughs> uh, board game geek and so I I bought it after watching a couple of reviews and reading mm-hmm. about it and like this seems like I like it and then we tried it and it just like it fell flat okay it, it fell really flat and I I. I just think that that was kind of me not understanding how to work the system of Concordia. Yeah. But it was one of these games that it's so highly rated and I had seen so many good things about it that I was just like, I'm not going to let one play dictate this. And mm. so I, I played it a couple more times and then I played it with more than two players and that really helped. Okay. So with more than two players, it really helped mainly because it's just the maps I have. There are two player only maps, which I hope to pick up at some point, mm. but the game just felt really loose. It just kind of felt like, yeah, I could definitely see. The map is pretty big. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I can definitely see that So it's just like, yeah. I don't know. You know, my wife went one way, I went the other, and we just, there was no, like, player interaction, it felt like. so. Yeah, and that's a little sad because that's part of the fun of the game is kind of shouldering each other out of, like, key positions. Yeah, because if you build first, it's cheaper than if you come and build second, and then, like, you can you can play the cards where wherever you've built, you get those resources. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that just happens more with more players because there's more spots on the map that people are or more people are playing they want to flip those resources and get more resources yeah and so that that was just kind of one of those that the first time i fell flat and now i i love concordia like it, it's mm. a fantastic game and i really think that it, it's kind of it's not the it's not a gateway game yeah <laughs> it's, it's probably like the next step or maybe like the next step yes depending on who you're playing with yeah but it is one that i really want to play more of yeah. um and and it's just it's really it's simple in rules i like the rule page is like two pages yeah so um, my biggest complaint about concordia is i think it has a really weird box size yeah it it makes me very uncomfortable i don't know why but it's like (laughs) how is it supposed to fit on my shelf like yeah it's very long and flat i don't don't like this yeah it's just inconvenient this just this makes me concerned (laughs) (laughs) oh anything else are you sticking with video culture any other games i'm trying to think of um, other games that I didn't really like the first time, but I like now. I think okay. So at the most recent like of our of our Gen Cons, not like actual Gen Con, yeah. but like our Gen Cons. Yeah, we played a game that reminds me of Concordia. It's not Concordia, but you have you have a board, and it's one of those games where as you like um, as you place things, like actions are kind of revealed. Hansa Teutonica. What? Hansa Teutonica? That's it. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Hansa <laughs> Teutonica. Teutonica. Yes. That game. I think at the start of that game, I didn't like it. And as the game went on, I liked it better. <laughs> yeah. No, and I was, it's really funny you said that because I was going to say the same thing. It's like, I didn't really like my first play, mm-hmm. but I keep thinking about it. I was like, I think I like that game. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a good game. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun game. And I think like, I feel like maybe that was a game where we like either we misunderstood a portion of scoring or something happened. I think where 
where we like we or maybe it was you misunderstood a, a rule of scoring that benefited me and oh, you yeah. or something. It, it was weird. It was weird. I just remember like at the end of the game being kind of like, oh, okay, maybe the scores are kind of a wash because we we screwed some things up. But I, I remember at the beginning feeling it was I think because it felt very and it's not maybe not quite a worker placement, but it kind of felt like a worker placement. Yeah, um, I can see how it has elements of that. It had elements of it because it was basically like if I like go build in this area, I can take advantage of whatever is there yep. or something. So it kind of felt like a worker placement, but it, it didn't have like the remove it portion or something. Yeah, you know? like and and what's kind of interesting about Haunted Teutonica is it's kind of like a route builder type game mm-hmm. where you're building routes and when when you finish a route, you have the option to either place into like the little building there to score you points at the end of the game, or some some of those buildings can actually give you benefits. Where mm-hmm. uh, I think it's kind of weird to say like think like Scythe or think Terra Mystica Gaia Project style because I think Hansa Hanukkah is much older than those games, <laughs> <laughs> so they probably derived it from Hansa. Yeah, but uh, where you take stuff off your board that unlocks new abilities. Yes, yeah, and if you place somewhere that doesn't mean that you have that spot because someone can come kick you off and if someone kicks you off then you get to add more pieces to the board and somewhere else yeah and so i think that's a mechanism that i severely underutilized Mm. where it's like oh i just need to take this action but it's like oh actually Mm. i need to go here because i know i will get kicked off there that's a more efficient action for me yeah to go there so yeah there was for sure a little bit of that too of like i'm just going to take this and like you could make eye contact with someone where it's like I know what you just did because <laughs> yeah. if someone's there it's like more expensive to take that that action. Yeah. It's like I know what you, why you did that. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. So Hansa Teutonica is a really old game, but they just did a reprint uh, mm-hmm. with Hansa Teutonica Big Box. Mm-hmm. So that's out, and the Big Box is, I want to say like forty bucks. Like it's not an expensive game at all. Yeah. But and I think the only thing that the Big Box adds is it adds like more maps. Or oh okay so they're more complex i can maps. see that being worth the investment though but yeah absolutely and it's it's been fairly expensive but now it's pretty easy to find and i mean it's a revered game in the hobby mm-hmm. so absolutely I, I would definitely check it out yeah if, check if it you out if you're area control even like i said elements of worker placement you know those types of things it's 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 worth trying but i just i the question made me think of that game because like i said because i think that i enjoyed it more the more the game went on <laughs> yeah i was like oh wait i'm getting it and like yeah. as you unlock actions and i felt more powerful i was like wait no now i'm having fun <laughs> yeah know, kind of revised my opinion of it yeah absolutely there there are a couple other ones but i'm we'll we'll save them for later yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll save them for later let's let's, let's go do on. one more yeah let's do one more let's do a book one cool so this one is from my wife, actually. Okay, so. Who's your favorite character from any book? Uh, and what do you think they need? Are they... Okay, sorry. Oh, oh wait, hold on. I really like this. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> now that your brain caught up to your yeah, mouth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who is your favorite character from any book? And what do you think they see in the Mirror of Erised? So the Mirror Ooh. of Erised from Harry Potter shows you, you know, your deepest desire. And so, like, Harry sees his parents. Ron sees him as, like, the Quidditch captain like loved by his mm-hmm. family which is kind of sad actually now that i think about it <laughs> <laughs> i just want love and approval yeah exactly oh uh, ooh, i'm just trying to think of my favorite character right now <laughs> i know the character thing is is what makes it really and i'm like i think i'm sort of biased by what i'm currently like reading or what i've just finished yeah yeah because i i don't know i really like kaladin Kaladin's stormlight archives i think he just wants to be happy <laughs> 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 like if you, if you haven't read uh stormlight archives kaladin's one of the main characters and i think mm-hmm. brandon sanderson does a really good job because he's he he suffers from depression mm. um which is pretty apparent in the books but it's also um i think it's written Wait, well sanderson or uh 
Kaladin. Kaladin. Yeah. Kaladin does. Um, and so similar to like Harry in like later books, you know, like Harry su- is suffering from PTSD from what he saw at the end of Goblet of Fire. Mm. And like he's very irritated in the way that like uh, J.K. Rowling wrote Harry in the sense of like, you know, he didn't come out and say like Harry Potter has PTSD. It's like mm-hmm. the, the way that he reacts and everything. And Brandon Sanderson does a really good job of doing that with Kaladin as well. Yeah. He doesn't come out and say like Kaladin's depressed, but there are a lot of memes about it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we've talked about. We've talked about. <laughs> I think you sent me one that was like one of my favorites. Which one was that? The where there's like two people, and it, I I forget their names, but it's two of the nobles or whatever who are talking about how much they hate Kaladin, <laughs> and and one of them's like I hate Kaladin for this reason, and the other one's like I hate Kaladin for this reason. And then, you know, it's like they're in a bar, and then there's this voice from the ed, from the from a corner table, you know, who's like amateurs, and they're like what, and it's like amateurs, and it's Kaladin. <laughs> I love that. I hate myself more than either of you ever could. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I remember that now. That that one's so great. Yeah. I do love Kaladin as a character. I think yeah. Kaladin and also like his story arc, which I think we should talk about at some point. Yeah. For uh, sure. Maybe in the upcoming episode or something mm-hmm. about just kind of how he grows. For sure. And so I'm thinking that like, oh, ooh. what are you thinking? How to say this without spoiling mm. stuff. So I think that Kaladin in the Mirror of Erised would see... Um, him together with his family. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much more I can say. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty early, but like Kaladin has some family troubles. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that if he was able to, and I'm thinking at like probably, probably around like the words of radiance time frame mm-hmm. is when Kaladin would really kind of like just want to be safe at home with his family. Yeah. <laughs> Not have joined the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because, like, Kaladin's upbringing is a surgeon that he trained under his father. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, he goes back to that multiple times. And I think that that's probably where Kaladin, what okay. Kaladin would see is just kind of all of them together mm-hmm. doing surgery or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. What about you? <laughs> just, just like that picture of. He's like looking in the mirror and there's just like a body splayed open on a table, <laughs> him and his dad. And he's like, oh, that's what I want. Oh, no. Yes, <laughs> I want it. <laughs> um, I would go to Kavoth. Oh, yes. And I'm worried that it's almost too obvious of an answer. <laughs> um, but my, you know, another thought I had was Ender. And I was like, that's too obvious. Yeah. I'm going to go for go for Kavoth. And I think it's an interesting one because we know Kavoth in two different timelines, right? Yep. So it's almost like two answers to the question of what would he see in the mirror of Erised, right? Because it's like, what would young Kavoth see? And what would Kavoth, who's the innkeeper telling us the story, yeah. like what would he see? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good point. That's interesting. I think young Kavoth would see himself um, as a fully realized namer uh, getting the girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's what he would see. Yep, seven words, right? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, and and there's also, you know, he has some, he has some past trauma as well so there's 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 definitely a potential that like there's some other things that he could see but like one thing i like about him is he is an extremely complicated character yeah um, and he has a lot of different motives a lot of depth yeah a lot of depth (laughs) yeah um and so i could think of several things that he could see you know um without spoiling too much like like i said he does have like past trauma specifically around like his family um, I could see like a resolution to that as something that he could like see in the mirror of Erised, both from a like reliving a time before the trauma, but also having like revenge from the cause of the trauma. Like either of yeah. those things could appear in the mirror to him. That'd be interesting. Him. Yeah. You know? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Maybe like uh, like current day Kavoth also 
which this isn't a spoiler. This is pretty early into the book and probably I think probably in the inside cover. Like he doesn't have magic mm-hmm. anymore. Like he's lost somehow he has lost his connection to magic. Right. So maybe him like young doing magic again. Oh, just like fully within yeah. his power. Yeah, just calling the name of the wind. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Or would he just see him like so? One of the reasons we love the character is he's essentially a bard. Like he's yeah. half bard, half like sorcerer, kind of. Yeah, yeah. One quarter like artificer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, would he see himself just on like a on like a mountain in a calm scene, like playing his lute? <laughs> oh yeah. You there know? you go. Like maybe like older him would like kind of like yearn, or maybe like see himself again with like the friends that he had when he was younger, like kind of yearn for those like almost like the simpler times, right? The simple joys kind of thing. I could see him wanting. That. I could see that too. I think that's probably the answer right there. Mm. Just him chilling. Yeah. Playing his lute. Playing his lute. I like that. Making some cute tunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Ooh, those were both great questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the icebreaker. We've had a, we, we will always take more icebreakers, but one of the reasons that we had thought to start this is because we want to make sure that we're keeping up and getting getting through all of the ones that are submitted. And so um, these fireside episodes give us an opportunity to pay attention to the icebreakers a little bit more, do a, do a couple extra versus what we would normally do in just like a standard episode. Hopefully we'll start getting through the backlog, but don't let that deter you from sending us more because we love, we love these and we'll continue to answer them. Yep. So 100% about that. Yeah, this was a this was a fun first fireside episode. I'm yeah. excited to do some more of these. Yeah, I'm excited kind of, for the reason to see you every uh, other every week instead of every <laughs> yeah, other exactly. week now. <laughs> these are also a little bit shorter, so we got time to play a game. That's right. So that's I think right. We're gonna play Castles of Burgundy. Tonight. I know Space Stations of Maroon. <laughs> Space Stations of Maroon. <laughs> I haven't played it in like years. I'm really excited. Yeah. So let me tell everyone how to contact us, and then we can go play. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So we're on pretty much any social media platform. That can be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I, we have a YouTube channel. I've never posted anything. Right, there's there. nothing there, but you can yeah, go follow it. If you you could, like. yeah. We the did website. have someone recently um, create an Instagram account that is Fantasy and some flights with two S's at yeah, the end. So we are not them. Yeah, we are not them. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have one S at the end of our one at S. the end of our name. <laughs> Fantasy and some flights, one S at the end, yeah. two S's total. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's an imposter. Uh, <laughs> so three S's. Three. <laughs> so. So yeah, you can find us anywhere. We love to talk to you. We also have a Discord, so hop on there. Uh, yep. We're doing the monthly game nights, so that yep. one's coming up here in a couple weeks. So Second Saturday of the month. Second Saturday of the month. We're always playing games, so hop on the Discord, join us, and yeah, I think that's all the ways that you can reach us. You can call Dalton. His phone number is... No. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers.